Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Merry Christmas from The Adam Carolla Show. Can you guess which holiday classic Ozzy is reading from? Teachers say every time a bell rings, an angel gets the wing. If you said, it's a wonderful life. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. You're correct. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Filmmaker Chris Bell is in studio. We've enjoyed a lot of his work in the past. Chris has made some interesting docs, and uh, now we have Leaf of Faith. It's about the Kratom, or Kratom. How do you say it? it I say Kratom. A lot of people say Kratom. And then I just saw this documentary on Vice last night where the guy kept calling it Kratom. So, you know, Kratom, Kratom, whatever. I I don't know. I I like to say Kratom. So, I, you know, every time I see something like this, I always just sort of picture Dr. Drew floating over the room going, there are no free lunches in nature. Like, sure. you're explaining to him, oh, you don't need Vicodin. You got this mm-hmm. stuff. It's good for you. You know, like Drew, I could see him shaking his head. Like, you got to go to a meeting and you have to tell him you're, you want to get sober and you don't need to swap something else for something else. But on the other hand, you hear a lot of these testimonials, mm-hmm. including your own. Which are really compelling. So first, well, let's first explain just what the substance is. Sure, it's a plant it comes from Southeast Asia. It's been around for you know hundreds of years. People have been using it traditionally, just pulling the leaves off of a tree, making it into a tea, and they drink it. And what it does is it works like opioids in the body. It basically works exactly like Vicodin, Percocet, OxyContin, where it goes into you know it'll affect your uh, opioid receptors, but what it what it does is when it attaches the opioid receptors, it's nowhere near as strong. You know, a, any sort of artificial or fake synthetic um, opioid is going to attach to an opiate receptor like a thousand times greater than anything found in nature, and kratom's from nature, so it's a it's a mild opioid stimulant, which will basically stimulate the brain to forget about pain, stimulate the brain. Uh, to, to do these things that the opioids do, but without locking onto it so tight that it doesn't let go and causes like what's called respiratory depression, which causes people to die from opioids. So it doesn't have the side effects of opioids, but it has the good effects of opioids. So that's you, where we're looking at. You, you had an opioid addiction when you're filming Prescription Thugs, Prescription Thugs which was so it was kind of bizarre because you're in the middle of shooting this documentary about prescription drugs and performance enhancing stuff and then you develop your own problem in the middle of that yeah and then you know a lot of people will say i still have a problem because a lot of people uh in aa for example i was told that uh, i wasn't allowed to speak at an aa meeting because now i take kratom so they're like well you take this substance sorry buddy you're you're out and i've helped thousands of people get sober you know i've been on your show i've been on joe rogan's show that's all i do now is help people get sober and to be told that I'm not allowed to help people get sober anymore in the AA system really turned me off to it because I was like, I, all I really want to do is see people get better and I want to see people improve their health. And so for me, this is something that has completely changed my life and improved my quality of life. I'll say this because um, I, I have thoughts on um, AA and their definition of sobriety. First, just a little love to the sponsors, Nightfall and uh, Geico and Truecar. I'll tell you about those as the uh, segment wears on, but uh, Nightfall on uh, History and Geico.com and TrueCar.com. Good sponsors, good products. 
Um, you know, Drew will say to people, you know, someone will go, I haven't drank in two years, but I don't go to meetings and I'm not, I don't have a sponsor. And then he'll go, you're not sober. And it's yeah. like, all right, so that's sober enough for me. If you're not drinking, then but White it's like, sober. they have this definition of like, you must be participating in their system as they define it. Otherwise you're not going to, we're not going to give you the, yeah, but the, the problem housekeeping with the, seal of approval. The problem with that, and uh, the reason why I don't even see why um, they would consider AA like a viable treatment is the fact that you're fixing a medical condition, which is addiction, with church. Basically, you're tre- you're, you're treating it with God. You're saying, "Don't worry about it. God will fix it. Just believe in these principles, and you'll be fine." And and I I don't think that that's necessarily the only answer. Or I don't think it's necessarily the answer. I think we haven't done enough research on addiction to figure out how to get people out of it. So for now, we have things like AA. We have things like Kratom. But I think just a lot more needs to go into the study of addiction to even figure out how to get people out of it. But if I can just say, just because I have close people in my life that are part of the 12-step program, it does seem to work for a lot of people. And from what I've noticed— But it doesn't work for 95% of the people. Okay. Okay. Well, the, yeah, but still. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, but no, still. But it, historically, it, I'm just saying instead of church, it does seem like you're not relying on a church so much as you're relying on a community. And if yeah, you can rely on that community, it can keep you healthy. Sure. sure but yeah. I, I think I think it's this thing where it's like it's kind of like a dietitian saying no more pie, no more this, no more that. It's all going to be hickam on stream water and tons of hiking. <laughs> and the person just goes, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And Drew's thing and AA's thing is like, wouldn't it be better if with no substances at all ever passing your lips, you attended this place with other like minded people and give yourself up to. And it's like, that is great. Just like it'd be great to go on a diet where you never tasted dessert ever again. But who's really capable? Like what percentage of people who want to lose weight are capable of that? And so. The kratom thing to me is sort of like you going. You want to lose weight. You're not. You're not ready just to go to the Joshua Tree and chain yourself to an anthill and never mm-hmm. eat again. Here's a way that you can get off, lose some weight, get healthy, but you still get to have a piece of cake. I every think once some people need that. So oh, most people need. Yeah, I think, most people I think we need do. That. Like what happens is we get stressed out in life. We have these little bumps in the road. And uh, it stresses us out. Today is the, the nine-year anniversary of my brother Mad Dog passing away. And if you don't think that like I wanted to drink today or I want to use drugs today, you got to be out of your out of your mind. You know what I mean? Like to lose your your brother, the person that was your hero all growing up, and then like you know to have this addiction in my family. Like that's the first thing I think about. It's like oh, I deserve a reward today or something like that. You know? And um, but I've just I've just learned that you know, living my life this this clean way and, and staying sober has so many advantages that, um, you know, I what keeps me sober is feeling good every day. And part of what keeps me feeling good every day, not the only reason, but a big part of it is using Kratom to both mentally and physically feel better every single day. Well, you're talking about mentally, like emotionally, if you're telling somebody who's taking handfuls of Vicodin every day, hey, stop. They got to go, what else am I going to put my hand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, replace it a with? Bible. And yeah. they're going to go, I'm going to hit you with the Bible. You got to, whatever, however effective it is, you got to tell them, I believe the way humans are, is like, look, stop doing this, start doing this. It'll, it'll feel partially like you're still doing that, but 
you can drive. Sure, and for me, it's a completely different issue. So I have arthritis really bad. I had double hip replacement oh, surgery. Oh, I got to tell you, that's in the documentary. And I have this thing about watching anybody that gets hurt, rolls their ankle on the mm. basketball court really bad, the compound fractures and everything. <laughs> Chris, had, Chris chronicled his double hip surgery, and they show the thing with like the carpenter's tools. Oh, yeah. It hurt my sack. Yeah. I literally, I was standing there watching it and I might, I felt my balls. That hurt. That was like when uh, a guy took the chisel into your hip socket, I was like, oh, my balls hurt. I was like, I can't wait for Adam Carolla to see this. His balls are going to yeah. kill him. I yeah. felt it in my ball sack. But the reason why I did put in that, in that part, that section where we show the surgery is because it's really easy to say, you know what? I had a double hip replacement surgery. When you see it, you're like, man, that oh, is a traumatic it's a, experience. It's a ball crusher. And yeah. yeah, it's a big ball crusher. And so I had that happen to me. I basically was off my feet for 12 weeks. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Had to have a special toilet, you know, had to stand up to wipe my ass. Like there's, there's so many issues. Well, that's the right way to do it. Yeah. 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 Why? It? How do you do oh, it? Oh, yes. Trust me. Oh, I don't know. So the, the, um, so let's try to figure out where we are with Kratom. Um, I think the I think the I think the fear is my fear is this and and I'm guilty of it as well. Mm-hmm. I find myself walking around with a, a drink or coffee, some sort of energy thing or something like that, constantly like grazing on handfuls of something, and there's always something going on. Like mm-hmm. I need to. Again, I used to, when I was a kid, I'd leave the house, be gone for eleven hours, come home. I wasn't, I didn't have a bag of water and trail mix and and energy drinks. We didn't have to take supplements and powders, and this is going to do everything. And I find it's pretty easy to start going down that road where you're waking up and you're taking bunch of caffeine or a bunch sure. of something that gets you going. Then at night, you're taking something and you're knocking yourself down. And sure. in the middle day, when your energy's flagging a little bit, you hit it with something else. And I'm starting to realize we're getting into a lot of like kind of low-dose self-medicating all day, every day. And if you're on opiates, uh, you should or it'd be good. But I'm kind of just worried about your average 23-year-old dude who goes, uh, how about I take some of this you know, Creighton tea yeah, and, and change my mood. I'm also concerned about that. I'm concerned about people getting involved in addictions that they didn't normally have. And so you know, when I did this movie, I sought out the top researchers in the world. I, I got uh, right now we're currently working and doing research. We're, we're actually pushing the research. You know, I'm a filmmaker. I'm not a, a scientist, but I'm working with some of the top scientists in the world at the University of Florida. Dr. Christopher McCurdy has been studying this for 13 years. And I sat him down and I'm like, you need to tell me if this is addictive. And he said, it's absolutely not any more addictive than coffee, first of all. If there is an addiction component, it's because like one of the alkaloids has been found to be addictive, but it's in such a small amount in the plant that it doesn't, it, it's not going to cause any sort of like addiction issue, right? For most people, they go like, ah, oh, well then, blah, blah, blah. But you know, coffee's addictive. Sugar is addictive. <clears throat> we have all these well, things in our society that are, that are addictive, if, that are totally legal. If you talk to Dr. Drew and you talk to him about vaping or a nicotine patch for smokers, they'll go, good. Why not? You know, nicotine's not bad for you. Sure. It's, it's super addictive. It's but the it's formaldehyde. Not, it's not, bad, it's bad, for it's sure. not sure. bad for you. It's not bad for you. So if you're a doctor and someone says, I'll stop smoking, I'll put this patch on, 
wear the patch for the rest of your life. Sure. And I, then there's this kind of the stigma. It's like, oh, so you have to chew the gum on the plane and you have to put the patch on. Like, yeah, I do. But it's not bad for me. It's who cares? a thousand times better than smoking. And the doctors say, who cares? We need to look at harm reduction for people, right? And so you have people out there and all these hard drugs and then they relapse on these drugs. And when they relapse is usually when they die. And that's basically, you know, what we're looking at in the case of my brother. It's like he went back, you're going back to something. That's what'll get you, you know? And so, uh, we want to avoid that, and and a great way to avoid it are things like kratom, things where you can take something. You know, for my my situation was a little bit different because when I got off of uh, painkillers and I finally was able to break the cycle of addiction of six years of painkiller abuse, I got off of painkillers. My number one problem was physical pain. I could not walk. Like I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm I'm slouched over, I'm bent over. Um, have a really hard time with everything. In January, I started a ketogenic diet. January of last year, started a ketogenic diet. What's I lost, ketogenic? It's a high fat, low oh, carb. Like no sugar, no brain. <laughs> it is yeah. a anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory diet, along with the fact that I've been taking kratom for the previous couple months. And between the two things, they have reduced the inflammation in my body so greatly that, like, I. I do all sorts of shit that I didn't, I didn't do for a long, long time. Where do they – and I, I saw in the documentary, which is uh, coming out in March, is coming March 2018, um, the, I saw that there are pills, but it's not really regulated by FDA, and then there's – seem to be the purest form. They have these like little bars where you just get the yeah. tea and they just literally just make you the tea as you sit there. The pill, kind of hard to tell exactly what's in that capsule. If somebody wanted to try the Kratom, mm-hmm. what would you say would be the safest, straightest forward way of doing it to make sure that this didn't have other things in the capsule or other things that were shipped to their house. <laughs> that's really difficult. And that's the problem that we're having. And that's the problem that I'm trying to define. Where do and you get your stash from? So I, I the, a company called Urban Ice, that it's a company I actually made the documentary with. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I'd ever mention one single brand is for one simple reason. When I met the guy, I asked him, hey, you know, do you guys test this? Is this legitimate? He's like, oh, we test it three times and blah, blah. He showed me all the paperwork and I started looking into it and said, well, how many other Kratom companies test? And his answer was, as far as I know, I'm the only one. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So all these companies are just putting out this product. Nobody's testing it to see if it has mold, bacteria, E. coli, salmonella. And all these people continually want to get on, you know, they're on Twitter all, nonstop. And they're like, we, we need to keep this legal. We need to keep this legal. But they are doing something illegal trying to tell the government, like, hey, you guys got to keep this legal. And then everybody's like, oh, the FDA, they're trying to ban plants. The FDA is the bad guy. FDA, blah, blah, blah. And it's not necessarily the truth. The FDA is looking out for our health. We have companies out there selling a non-compliant supplement. We need to get them to comply. So my biggest thing isn't necessarily yelling at the FDA and the DEA to keep this legal. It's yelling at the people that actually put Kratom on the market and say, vendors, listen up. If you guys want to keep this legal, if you want to save millions of people's lives, you got to band together and you got to start doing something right here. You regulate have to, it. You I'm got gonna, to regulate this. I'm going to tease this because uh, I know you worked with Dr. Drew to get sober or he, he – I he was instrumental the in the entire movie, actually. It was crazy. Uh, I want to know, because I every time I hear anything about sobriety or addiction or anything, I always hear his voice. Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to know exactly what his thoughts 
are on this. First, what I do now. Yeah. First, I'll tell you about Nightfall, man. History's new scripted drama series, Nightfall, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Set in medieval France, tangled in politics and conflict, a courageous Templar knight will lead his order of warrior monks on a life-or-death mission to find the lost Holy Grail. Tom Cullen from Downton Abbey, he leads the cast, man. He'll take viewers on a uh, deep dive inside the most powerful and mysterious military order of the Middle Ages. Learn a little something and be dazzled visually. Stuff looks amazing. I love the fact that all these people are getting into the fresh content department and just knocking it out of the ballpark. So history nightfall, a new scripted series Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock. It is only on history. He who controls the ground holds the power. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take our last break. We'll come back and then we'll find out what uh, Dr. Drew thinks about Kratom. Now entering his ninth year of spectacular podcasting as both an iTunes Apple Podcast Top 20 show of 2017 and Guinness Book of World Records holder as the most downloaded show on the internet, Adam Carolla is the undisputed world podcast champion. In commemoration, we've created a new line of merchandise under the brand of Adam Carolla Limited. Featuring a unique debut item that highlights Adam's World Championship podcast on a t-shirt we call the Pride of Los Angeles. These super premium Adam Carolla Limited Edition t-shirts are available for a very short time for all your holiday gift giving on AdamCarolla.com. Get one of these great collector's items today. The Pride of Los Angeles on a t-shirt at AdamCarolla.com. All right, so Chris Bell here, Leaf of Faith, latest doc coming out in a few months, March 2018. What's Dr. Drew think about this Kratom? What does he think about it? Yeah. Uh, You know, from what I've heard, he's said um, that it's an opioid, and it's just another opioid, and it's trading, you know, one thing for another. But That sounds like Drew. (laughs) But I I actually have a lot of respect for Dr. Drew, and um, I was on Loveline um, in the beginning of this process, uh, before I, actually before it was at, for prescription thugs, it was after I finished prescription thugs. I was on Loveline, and I was talking about opioids, and I said, "But you know, Drew, my problem is I've gotten through this, and now I'm still in a ton of pain, and I don't know what to do." And he said, "Oh, there's a giant study of Advil and Tylenol being actually more effective in a co- if you use it in combination, it's more effective than these a- opioids." Advil and Tylenol, yeah, together, right? Yes. So I started doing that, but. You know, I'm an, I'm also come from an addict background, and I also had a lot of pain. So now I'm self medicating with Advil and Tylenol. If four is good, twelve is great. Right. Sure. So I was taking, so I would take two Advil and two Tylenol at a time, but I found myself doing that like three or four times a day because of the pain. And I, you know, you rack it up and you look at you. Okay, I had you know thirty uh, ibuprofen today. That's not good. I got a phone call from a friend of mine in England who had heard me talking on another podcast about. Hey, meeting Drew and, and having this conversation. And he said, I need to talk to you right away. He's like, I just had my kidney replaced because of too many, you know, Tylenol that I was taking or Advil or whatever it was. And, uh, I think one affects the liver, one affects the kidneys, how it works. So, um, he was, he was taking too many of these things over a course of years, had to have a kidney transplant. That scared me so much 
that when I found out about Kratom, I just jumped right on it, you know? So how did Kratom do? Obviously, it did well by you, but describe it from chronic pain to what? Yeah, chronic pain to, um, you know, still limited on certain things, but for the most part, going from uh, chronic pain and depression, like not wanting to get out of bed because I was in pain, and uh, going from that to popping out of bed and going to the gym at five o'clock every morning, you know, like that's that's the difference for me is like waking up at nine o'clock groggy or getting up like fired up, ready to go, getting better sleep, losing weight, you know, doing all these uh, things that uh, will help us, you know, be better people. So I for me, it's just been a complete turnaround mentally and physically. Gina, um, we, we've talked on the show once or twice about ayahuasca. We've talked about ibogaine. Mm-hmm. Um, those are words that might sound familiar to people. I know that there are some people who uh, use ibogaine as a, a drug treatment for addicts. Um, and I, I know it's really intense. Yeah. And I'm wondering what if you know uh, what the difference would be, say, be- between sure. doing ibogaine and, and taking kratom. Ibogaine is a one shot deal. Right. So ibogaine is like you go into uh, a place and there's some sort of ritual that goes along with it. And a lot of people think that the ritual actually does do something. So you don't want to discount any of this stuff. I'll especially bet you Drew if- loves this. Yeah. Right. yeah. So um, ibogaine, you you take it. It's like more of a one shot deal that you take. Like a purge. Yeah, you take it, and somehow it like basically um, washes your body of any sort of urge for these uh, opioids. I don't necessarily know like the mechanisms behind how it works. I'm going to go with it doesn't, but it does for all the nut jobs who think they're toxins building up in their body, or they have yeah, angels, and, or their and the dog that, doesn't think he's yeah, a dog; exactly. he thinks he's a person. It's if you're, you're super weak minded, then it it's good because it's psychological. It's like. I, think I, I can't be hypnotized because I'm too alert. The, easy, the dumber you are, the easier yeah. to hypnotize. No one ever really says that, and hypnotists never really say that because they don't want to call you dumb, dumb. But that's for dumb people. There, there is a that. documentary on Vice about ibogaine that's really interesting. There's a lot of people that, that will swear by it. I don't know the science behind it, but I do know there's Dr. Deborah Mash, who's in our film, who also talks about Kratom, which is really interesting. She's pro-ibogaine ibogaine and anti-Kratom. Oh, wow. Which just doesn't really make any any sense to mm. me. But the reason why she's anti kratom is because she believes it's addictive. And all the newer research on kratom, as it's been coming out, has been showing it to be less and less proven that it's like super addictive or anything. Well, dangerous. and it doesn't make any sense. People say, "Oh, take Suboxone, take Methadone," and those kill people. Drew right? hates that. Yeah. Drew says it's much harder to get off methadone than it is to get off heroin. Right. So you're just you're basically I, trading in one for another, and the one you're trading in for is even harder. Right. So you're just going further right. down. I'll, that I'll path. tell you my story with Suboxone. Is I ended up in the emergency room twice trying to get off of Suboxone. I just couldn't do it. I was so violently ill. And um, a couple like about a year ago, I went to Thailand, and ironically. This stuff grows in Thailand, but now has been made illegal in Thailand because way back in 1947, people realized if you chew, if you chew on kratom leaves, why, why use heroin? I feel great. And people just felt great every day. And they'd go about their chores. They would do their jobs. They would do it, but not crazy. Like you're not thinking, it's not a bunch of people strung out on heroin because buzz. of this. It's a nice little buzz. It's a nice little, like a caffeine, like, oh, it feels good. So everybody was using it in Thailand and they stopped using heroin and the heroin, uh, and basically, like the heroin trade went down, and so Thailand made it illegal. It's been illegal there since 1947. So when I went there to work on a film, uh, I had to 
not bring it with me because there's no way I'm going to end up in a Thai prison. We're actually shooting in a Thai prison, so it was like I definitely don't want to end up in a Thai prison. At least you're short. If you're <laughs> over six foot in the Thai prison, you end up a whole new strat of misery. I oh, feel God. like everything is Low constantly doorways, like flying. Probably worse than Coach. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, think I don't know. Airline, it might be. We don't know. Well, actually, we were we were shooting in a prison. We were shooting like these fight scenes in this old prison. I'm like, this place must have been shut down for like 40 years. Like actually, it just shut down last year, <laughs> and I mean, it was like I mean, it was an outdoor prison. Like there was their cells are out because it's so hot there. Oy. They're like literally outside. I love everyone else's <sighs> prisons. Like their wives have to come feed them. <laughs> here's uh, here's how you know you're in a bad nation. Yeah, prison bars made of rebar. <laughs> because it's cheap, it's plentiful, it's easy. It's just rebar that goes in cement, you know, the number six or number four. It's just half inch. When you see all those Latin American mm-hmm. whatever, it's always just the, with the MS-13 guys it, all in one That's what it was. It's yeah. rebar because mm-hmm. it's sort of – it's a prison version of a car antenna made out of a coat hanger. Like, okay, mm-hmm. loser, yeah. we get it. It's a suggestion. No, yeah. here <laughs> – we know how to incarcerate. We're yeah, number we one <laughs> at incarcerating. We have bars. We have Barbara prison bars. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, not the bars you put on your window, yeah. mm-hmm. not the bars you no, put sir. in cement. Prison bars. Specifically there, made they for just that. got rebar, and you can weld it together on top of each other, and the deal's kind of like, well, you can't chew through this, <laughs> right? Like, it gets rusty and stuff. Gary, find me a... Uh, MS-13, really well, quick. Like, find me Mexican prison or a, a really quick uh, Guatemalan while, prison While he's looking that up, yes. uh, the p- whole point about Thailand was I had to stop taking it for two weeks. Oh, right, because it's illegal. After about three days, I was in excruciating pain, mm-hmm. but had zero withdrawal from it. Like, not, oh. I wasn't sick. <clears throat> I, my, hips, my, my hips and my back just killed. So you did a little experiment. I d- on yourself that you would never do if you were here because well, you would have taken and, it. And, and another part of the experiment was like, now I'm in a lot of pain. How do I get out of pain? So I went around to the pharmacies and found some, you know, Tylenol or their version of, of it or whatever, and and used that while I was there, and um and it and it worked fine. But just to, to say, like, if I take kratom, I'm in pain. You know, I'm not in pain, and if I, it's it's really that simple. You know. There's your rebar prison, everybody, for all the loser nations. The cage. Yeah, that's horrible. That's very Thunderdome. And then the earthquake hits and all the buildings fall over because it's unreinforced, man. It's just uh, concrete that crumbles. They use all the rebar to build the prisons. (laughs) All right, let's do a little really bad loser. If you live in a neighborhood where they have like shopping carts and they don't let let you take it out of the store, another bad sign. Yeah. All right, let's do a little news, Gina Grant. You got it. Give me the news with Grant. News with Gino Grad, breaking viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gino Grad, trouble in the Middle East, celebrity drunk meltdowns. Give news with Gina, Gina The news with Gina Grad. Well, reality TV star turned White House staffer Omarosa Manigault tried to set the record straight. She's got a last name. Yeah, yeah. Man- I never choose. heard it. I heard her first name. You don't need a last name. You're Omarosa. When you're Omarosa. She's yeah. just Omarosa. She tried to set the record straight on what's being called her dramatic exit from the White House on Tuesday. Omarosa told Jonathan Strahan on Good Morning America that she and Chief of Staff John Kelly had some straightforward discussions about concerns that she had raised, and as a result, she resigned. Quietly hot. Omarosa? Good looking yeah. lady. Nice job. Oh, quietly hot. You get so, it's race if you don't agree with me. Okay, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you, get, you get very caught up in her act. 
I think you're right. I'm but only when you just step back thing. and look at her, you go, that's a good looking lady. Striking, yeah. She's a good looking lady who you mainly disagree with. So <laughs> you don't think of her as like attractive, <laughs> right. but yeah. she's, okay. she's a good look. She has good bones. We'll let you decide. I have a clip mm-hmm. for you. White oh. House sources told ABC News she was fired and escorted off the White House grounds. By her dragged. Mm-hmm. I would like to see some footage. But, well, that's the thing. Manigault dragged, and, right? and Wait, dragged. Oh, that's the thing. She said, that. and the Secret Service denied she was fired, dragged out of anything. They, she said it was just a, a very... Uh, it was. Where'd you hear she was drowned? Um, from like you know sources, you know people yeah. who won't be but named. But she made a good they, point. But where she did said, you? I mean, where oh, did you hear? I can't remember the name, but so, so oh, but, I think but, it was CNN. Not, but CNN. I mean, sources to CNN, not sources to you. No, not to you. Right, right. I saw it. Uh, someone retweeted like a reporter yeah. or someone on Twitter uh, who like but, covers the White House and was she like, made a good point. Sources she, say she that, said if I was publicly dragged out of a room, why is there not one picture? Do you think somebody would have grabbed their camera and showed me being dragged out of a room? That was a good point. But uh, she she said uh, that didn't happen. The Secret Service said uh, she was escorted, not dragged. Uh, But this probably won't be the last we hear from her. She uh, Here, I have a clip here. She is with Strahan alluding that she will be coming back with more info about her time in the White House. Oh, boy. You know, because I am serving until the 20th, I have to be very careful about how I answer this. But there were a lot of things that I observed during the last year that I was very unhappy with, that I was very uncomfortable with, things that I observed, that I heard, that I listened to. I can expand upon it because I have to still go back and work with these individuals. But when I have a chance to tell my story, Michael, quite a story to tell. As the only African-American woman in this White House, as a senior staff and assistant to the president, I have seen things that have made me uncomfortable, that have upset me, that have affected me deeply and emotionally, that has affected my community and my people. And when I can tell my story, it is a profound story that I know the world will want to hear. She will so, not be allowed back on the grounds. She will not be back on the White House grounds. No, I no, promise no. you that. And number two, that's such a cop-out. I observe things that upset me. Hey, bitch, you, you had it. What if the five people in the world who had a front row seat and could do something, could spread the word, could, yeah. had, a, had a megaphone. You're Omarosa. You're famous. You could say, hey, this is messed up. What's going on here in the White House? People must know about this. But instead, I'll get around to writing a book about it. You're right, Brian. That, that's what she's implying. And, and meanwhile, yes. Good Morning America host Robin Roberts. Still like those bones. I always like when they have to get the black guy to talk to the black person. Yeah. It's always, it's I, I don't know why it's, I find it utterly distracting on any sports show or anything when they go, we sat down with uh, Coach Lucius. <laughs> and it's Tomlin. Like, <laughs> and then they got the black guy. Like, is it, you're doing a news program. Yeah. Like, you have to dispatch the black. The Couldn't ex, be anyone else but Strahan. He's the ex-NFLer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, oh, Michael I, Strahan, I like, sorry. I like him, but I mean, it's always a little bit distracting to me when they go, we're interviewing a black person. Oh, we got to get a black person yeah, to yeah. talk to the black, not the main guy, the other guy. <laughs> the yeah, you come guy. in here. Yeah, talk yeah. to the I black person. I would love person. for a Freakonomics to go back into like, a, during, a, oh, the guy for 60 minutes, uh, the black Bradley? Guy. Yeah, Bradley. Bradley. During his run, what percentage <laughs> of his interviews were for black people versus black all people. morally safers? I'm sure it was... Fifty uh, percent more, if if it was anything, <laughs> well, and it's so yeah. weird because it really is kind of the opposite of what you're trying to say, which is we just want the story, we just want the words. It yeah. doesn't make a difference what color the skin is of anybody, but yes. Well, speaking of which, uh, Robin Roberts, who you're familiar with, she seemed unimpressed with Omarosa's tease that she had more to say. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's showing this clip. Omarosa that went viral. can't. She's 
She yeah. was on everyone's no fly zone for too long. She can't yeah. just flip nope. that fast. It's gonna there's gonna be a cool down period. Well, Pe- Robin agrees. People are gonna get the bends. Yep, she ended the segment with a very dismissive by Felicia. Watch this. Tell I'm sure she'll be selling that story. We'll see. Well, yeah, she will. Bye, Felicia. Oh wow! <laughs> and I, I told Brian this before the show. For the room. Do you know how many? How many people had to Google that yes. in the last 24 hours? That they by Felicia was, has yeah. surged yeah, through the Midwest. Yell at me every day when I leave the house. By Felicia. Uh, I don't even know where it's from. Oh, Friday. Ice Cube. Oh, well, when did it come back? Also, it, it only came, it back, came like back five months ago. Also, they did it again in NW and straight out of Compton. Yeah. Also, out of Compton. Also, came back. Also but it's really community. hitting hard in like the last few months. Yeah, you can thank like. RuPaul for that. Oh, RuPaul? Yeah, it's big, big in the drag community. Hell. Yeah, oh. sorry, what was that? Epic fail. Epic yeah. fail. That one's just getting around. <laughs> well, Republican candidate Roy Moore still refuses to concede defeat after a bitter fight with uh, Democrat Doug Jones, who won the Alabama Senate seat. Moore's campaign drew national attention and split the Republican Party after allegations of sexual misconduct. Donald Trump had endorsed Moore in the special election, and the loss was a big upset for him and fellow Republicans, narrowing the Senate majority to 51 to 49. Here's part of the statement from Moore. He just put this out lamenting on what's wrong with the country. It's much longer than this, but here's a snippet. Many do not share the vision of those who built this country. Today we no longer recognize the universal truth that God is the author of our life and liberty. Abortion, sodomy, and materialism have taken the place of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have stopped prayer in schools. We've murdered over 60 million of our unborn children. We've redefined marriage and destroyed the basis of family, which is the building block of our country. Yeah, a Ooh, lot to say. I just heard a dog whistle go off. I got to spring into Calm action. Pick up what you're putting down. Um, and sodomy, sadly. Still on the books in some states. Turned out, I believe, has a broader definition than we, oh, we'd I'm like sh- to. We'd I'm sure like it to does. Fan- he's talking about gay, <laughs> I know, but it's, gay lifestyle. I know it's disappointing though when you find out that sodomy involves like could be oral or something. Yeah. There's some other version. <laughs> it's, it? it's disappointing. To find out. <laughs> How about what a little sodomy? Yeah, it's like when you found out juvenile didn't mean a bad kid; it just meant a kid. Right. Right. Sexual intercourse involving anal or oral copulation. That's so. the oral. Why do you, you got to include the oral? Yeah. We got a thousand <laughs> names for oral. Why <laughs> Why throw that in with the sodomites? Thank you. I'm in the mood for some old-fashioned sodomy. That's right. Get that what the doctor ordered. It's like Grandpa used to talk about. <laughs> Old-timey, not yes. the newfangled sodomy. No, Days of your sodomy. Classic yeah, sodomy. throwback sodomy. That's right. Yesteryear. Old school. Yeah, that's the fact that you can include Tried oral. And true. And it's also bad because <laughs> when the police commissioner is talking about the, the relationship with the 12-year-old girl and the sodomy and stuff, and you go, oh, my oh, God. No. Yeah, like it, 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 we, it has a bad, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Well, well, well this <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying sodomy just needs to be it's 100% pure. Yeah. yeah. You know what Finally, I'm saying? Finally, someone said it. I don't need it. I don't need the taint tainted. Well, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, where were we? All right. Well, there are more allegations coming out. Um, some uh, women are speaking out against Russell Simmons. Some against Tavis Smiley and Morgan Spurlock is oh. actually telling on himself. Ooh. So, documentarian <clears throat> Morgan Spurlock outed himself by posting a confession to a list of offenses. This- is this the new "I'm a chalkaholic"? <laughs> like, where what? everyone is just kind of talking like that. That that. There's a 
there's a weird thing, but <clears throat> it's a new thing. Back in the day, you would brag. And the way you would brag is you'd go, oh. here's how much money I have. Here's how much I can bench press. And here's how many ladies I've slayed. And now there's a new way of bragging for dudes where they go, I'm no good at anything. I mean, I, I got my car water. the other day and I turned the key and nothing happened. And I just broke down <laughs> into tears and started blowing some stranger. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't fight. I can't achieve an erection. I can't fix anything. I can't do I anything. Flop, I'm not totally. Oh, if something, yeah. If something <laughs> happens around the house, don't look at me. And, and then you do the, you keep it going where it's like, I've been, I've, I've, I've been disrespectful. I, I've, yeah. I've, I've examined my past. Like all of a sudden, you're saying you're talking about your sins, but it's kind of a hero talking about their sins because you've reflected on your life and you realize that you've done things that could be considered. I think he might have done that when he was drunk or high, though, because you read the rest of it. It says that he hasn't been sober in 30 yeah, years. Right? Yeah. Well, but th- I want to he- know if he says, uh, look, um, I had sex with an underage girl named Jenny uh, Smith and uh, she's going to press charges and I'd like to bring that out. Like, that's one thing, but it's like, I've dis- I know I've disrespected uh, women in the past. You don't think he's crazy like a fox? Because not only is he getting out in front of anything that could happen, but this, I think this will only work once. If other people do this, they're, it's not going right, to be well, what is it? There are a lot of guys that are self- reporting yes all right so this is what he says uh super size me filmmaker called himself part of the problem and admitted to an old rape charge and settling a sexual harassment claim from a former female assistant who he often called hot pants or sex pants he also said he had been quote unfaithful to every wife and girlfriend i've ever had spurlock added quote if i'm going to truly represent myself as someone who has built a career on finding the truth then it's time for me to be truthful as well Wow. Mm, screw that dawson says doesn't like it yeah, I, uh, I don't, I, I, if it's a, if it's a preemptive strike because stuff's going to come out, then I respect it. That's kind of what But it if feels he's just like. bloviating, so we think he's, he's some sort of progressive news, hero. So he's got, he's got, he sees a, I, I, I was thinking say. because he talked about sobriety, I was thinking that maybe it was more of a cry for him saying like, I need help. Right. Like I actually tweeted him last night and I said, well, if you need help getting sober, like, let me let me come help you. I know Morgan. He's a he's always been a super nice guy to me. He's like so a stand up dude. Well, he was somebody that inspired me, would supersize me, and that's what inspired me to do bigger, stronger, faster. So I, I I'd like love to him, help him if I could. I like him as well, but um, I don't. There are a lot of guys that are just you know where we do that thing where it's like, hey, we have to have an open dialogue about everything all the time. <laughs> we don't have to talk about everything all the time. Let the let's focus on the criminals and the folks who are disrespectful to their wives, like 62 percent of males who are ever born on the planet and 80 into the mid 80s in Europe. And you want to go (laughs) back 100 years, it's over 100 percent. Many parts of the world is over 100 percent. We don't need to all go back and uh, discuss that. That'll be your business. Mm. All right. Well, Artie Lang, he was thrown behind bars Tuesday night after missing a court date. The comedian was busted at his home in Hoboken, New Jersey, for not facing the judge on charges of heroin Whoa, possession. We're looking at a picture of Artie he that doesn't is even look like scary himself. looking. It yeah. looks like the cop punched him or something. Kind of shrecky. Well, he, it was heroin possession and drug paraphernalia. That was from his arrest in May. As of Wednesday, Artie was still in jail waiting to see the judge. Now, this is the picture he tweeted. This comes days after he posted a disturbing pic of himself with a bruised and swollen face and actually 
August, Mike August just emailed this to me, uh, this headline, friends beg Artie Lang to turn his life around in a, ho- in a heartfelt open letter. So apparently this is on a lot of people's radar. His, uh, he's relapsing or what, what's haunting. It's very scary. What's like, what's the, what's the app like the, that manipulates your face, like Snapchat or whatever? It yeah. Is? Like, it looks like, like a filter yeah. of some kind. Cop fist. <laughs> Cop fist filter. Um. Yeah. Do you know, uh, this is, um, Dominic Barbara, uh, New York attorney, a uh, friend of Artie, he says, Dear Artie, I've been your friend uh, for 20 years after painkiller addiction, alcohol addiction, almost dying from a stroke. I'm five years free of pills, almost six years free of alcohol. I'm sorry, six months free of alcohol. Kratom, man. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, in a step go. program, uh, blah, 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 blah. He is 33 years sober from heroin and the best man I've ever met. If you want to come, I'll come and get you. I'll pay all the costs. Please save your life. You have a lot of people who love you, Dominic. So that was an open letter and uh, it seems like Artie's really struggling right now. I fear that Artie's going to be like one of those Anna Nicole Smith things where it's oh. like in a slightly different way, which is – or uh, let's just um, – Chris Farley. Um, wait, not Chris Farley. Uh, Belushi? Oh, the other far. Oh, wait, there's two Farley. So Chris, Chris Farley. Farley. Yeah, but everyone kind of knows what's going on. And then all of a sudden they're dead. Yeah, like you said. And then you go – Oh, yeah. And with Anna Nicole Smith, it was like, ha, 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 what a train wreck. Ha, 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 dead. Right. And then it's like, of course, of course they're going to be dead. Like, how long can you keep this up? Or it's even a kind of Andy Dickey kind of thing where you go, ah, and then something's going to happen. And uh, I think with Artie is everyone loves him and everyone thinks he's so funny, which is sadly like a big factor like we go oh we like that that person's funny so they should they should stick around it's like Anna Nicole we don't need her but um he he truly is a a gifted guy and he really is a good guy and I've I've had a lot of experience with him and I wonder it'd really be nice if he got if he got sober because that guy can really do a lot he can do the sky's the limit with that guy in terms of his ability he has great ability, but this addiction thing is, and I'm kind of weird about it. Cause there's a part of me that just kind of thinks, I don't know. Was he ever meant, is there a thin sober version of Artie Lang that we are uh, Chris Farley? Right. Is there a thin sober version of Chris Farley or John Belushi, or are they just who they are and they're meant just to have this right. cycle and that's just their cycle, well, you know? Th- that, I, I would add to that question wondering, is there a thin, sober version, say, of Artie Lang? Or is the question, is there a thin, sober and as funny and successful in his way, Artie Lang? Is that the fear that if I give this up, I won't be funny, I won't be creative, I won't be beloved the way I am? I don't know. It's beloved. That, that, was, and, a huge, uh, <laughs> that was a huge fear I had with making movies. Like, am I going to be any good at this sober? Right. And what I truly believe is I, I'm, I'm at a completely different level. I'm 10 levels above where I was, you know, and I was half-assing everything in my life. I before. decided to meet myself in the middle, mm-hmm. which is uh, be sober during the day when yeah. you're making the movies and go home and get yeah, drunk. Keep drinking. That's yeah. right. That works. That's right. That works too. I'll tell you what else works. Geico, man. Save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance and you don't have to go anywhere. You go to geico.com. You don't have to leave the house. Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Take that extra money you put it in your pocket. That'll be the most rewarding thing you do all day. So, quick review. Go to geico.com. Spend about 15 minutes. 
and see if you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance at Geico. All right, let's do one more. All right. Well, airline passengers have come to expect a crying baby on board the flight. No one understands this more than George and Amal Clooney and maybe Brian Bishop. The new parents gave away noise-canceling headphones to all the passengers because they were traveling to England with their six-month-old twins, and there would be a lot of crying on board. The headphones, which were emblazoned with the logo of Clooney's Casamigos tequila, came with personalized messages from George. write-off. Yep. Which read apologies ahead of time. By the way, did you know this? George's generosity is apparently is not. It's not new. His best friend uh, and Casamigos co-founder Randy Gerber revealed how Clooney gave fourteen of his friends a million dollars each back in 2013. He recalled Clooney's dinner speech when he said, "Quote: I came to L.A. I slept on your couch. I'm so fortunate in my life to have uh, have." All for, uh, all of you. I couldn't be here where I am today without you. So it's really important that I give back and give me each a million bucks. Uh, in cash, in briefcases, a million in 20s. That's sexy. A million 20s. Uh, none, of, none of these guys Attache are – cases. None of these guys are – this not Randy Gerber. These are old guys. Yeah, he's probably. Not, like no one's a millionaire. He's given a million dollars to. Like that'd be or cute. we don't know. We don't know. It's These it's, are old school guys. It's – it's his boys from the start. So presumably some of them have been successful. I believe Randy was one of the recipients, one of the 14. He, he so sure he could is, use it. He is, you know, obviously very successful. I got a uh, a drink cooler with Coca-Cola emblazoned on it from Jimmy. That was nice. It's a nice, nice. piece. It's a nice yeah. piece. It's a vintage. You know what I mean? It's, a it's just piece. as good. Yeah. Well, not a million bucks. Sentimental. It's fine. Price less than I'm uh, doing okay. Listen, I, mean, I can't complain. You can't put a price Clooney... Greatest guy in the world. Now, he's flying first class to Europe with the with the family. The babies. Yeah. <clears throat> the babies. Here's a guy who's got a kajillion dollars because of this tequila now. I see him and Randy Gerber like doing things. Parties with the label emblazoned on stuff like that. The headphones with the stuff. No, and of course, it's going to end up on TMZ right. and the news and every, 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 everything else. And yeah. It's all just about what you, the stock is yeah. or what you can sell it for and all that kind of stuff. Now, he's a guy who flies privately pretty, pretty much. This is my question as well. Much and, and can afford it. But look, and I, I get it. It, it can cost. 85 grand or something to fly to Europe from LA and you can get a beautiful custom, you know, a first class ticket for 6,500 bucks. Uh, Who's so rich that they could throw it away. But the beat off pod now, thank you, Gary. (laughs) Now you enter, you factor the kids in and you worrying about them, annoying people on the plane and stuff like this. These are all arrows leading toward getting in a jet, private jet and flying over there. Right. So, you think this is a publicity stunt? Well, let's just We're put talking it, talking about it. it. Yeah, let's put it this way. What would Jody Foster do? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, find like, a missing kid on that plane. Like if, like, let's just say. I don't know. I, if you really just like you're talking to your wife and you're going, we're going to Europe and we're going to bring the kids and the kids are going to be fussy because of the whole altitude right. and their ears are going to pop and everything like that. And you and your wife pretty much fly, you know, privately, exclusively. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about going commercial? Yeah. I, I look, I like him and I don't want to assign nefarious things to people that are kind of having fun. Mm-hmm. 
But the, the, the label, they weren't blazoned on the on the headphones. You know what it could be? <clears throat> Maybe he's finally caught wind of all the flack that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has gotten for being such an environmentalist and flying uh, private that maybe oh, he doesn't want any of that stink on footprint. him. Yeah. I don't know. Unlikely. I, I don't, yeah, unli- <laughs> unlikely. That's all I, I got. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think when the dust settles, Clooney will have made X amount of millions of dollars acting and then twice as much on his Casa Amigos or whatever, five times as much. You know, I'm mean, good. You're good. You get four million bucks. He does a lot of like independent stuff yeah. or smaller stuff and yeah. stuff like that stuff where he basically work for scale and everything. And this thing's worth like 150 million bucks or 250 million bucks or Gary's looking it up. But the point is, is oh, he sold it for over a billion a few months ago. Over oh, a billion. Yeah, it was in the news. Oh, I didn't know it was over a billion. Yeah, How big news. How do you sell tequila for over a billion? But either way, over Impev's buying. Oh, they're over a billion, and he, he still probably when you sell these companies, you still have to be involved with the company contractually. You get sure. X amount. You don't get a billion dollars up front in a right. suitcase like he gives it to you. You get X amount, and then for the next five years, you're contractually obliged uh, obliged to promote the brand or whatever it is. This could be falling under Smart. some of that maybe it was just one billion on the nose oh man that's got to be a rough break for that kid if he I didn't know, get over a billion i thought he got over a billion that could be like nine billion but this he's got a measly one billion yeah. embarrassing yeah. tough pill to swallow all right let's uh let's bring it home you got it i'm gina grad and that's the news oh my balls hurt gina gina <laughs> That was the news with Gina Grad. Exactly what happened to me. True Car, baby. Oh, you want to buy new? You want to buy used? You got to go with True Car. Over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles from over 13,000 True Car certified dealers nationwide. So whether you're looking to buy new or you're looking to buy used, you get upfront pricing. You get info. You get discounts off the list price. You get a better buying experience. Why would you go any other direction? You see what other people's pay people pay for the car you want. Apples to apples. Make sure it's got all the V8 or V6 or whatever it is. A four banger with the turbo. Make sure it's all the same car. Get it, lock in your price. Get your uh, certified local dealer. Enjoy quick, easy buying experience. So. Once again, you can do what our own Chris Maxipata did over here with his Prius. 200 miles on it, practically new. When you're ready to buy, whether you're going new, whether you're going used, you go True Car. Some features not available in all states. All right, live basic cable commentary coming up Thursday, January 25th in uh, Irvine. We're doing the movie Cobra, so uh, check that out. Also, holiday special. Corolla Drinks Holiday Special, and you can go to Corolla Drinks and say hi to Lynette over there. She's doing an amazing job. And the Corolla Fan Cruise. Go to CorollaFanCruise.com. The thing's uh, half sold, and uh, we're months out, so it's going to go. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Royal yeah. Caribbean Explorer of the Sea. Yes. So we'll uh, check that out. And go to AmCorolla.com and check out the merch and so on and so forth. Leaf of Faith coming out. March 2018, you can check out the uh, website forum.leafoffaith.com and you can find more information there. And uh, you can shoot uh, Chris a uh, Twitter at Big Strong Fast and check out some of his other works as well. Lots of really informative and uh, entertaining, well done documentaries as well. 
Chris Bell, thank you for coming in. Thanks so much for having me, guys. And until next time, it's Adam Crowe for Chris Bell, Gina Grandball, Brian Sam. Mahalo. It hurt my sack. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow the Ace Man on the Twitter at Adam Carolla. Give him a thumbs up on Facebook. Then pick up your phone dial, 888-634-1744, and leave us a holiday message. Subscribe to Take an E for a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Click the link at adamcarolla.com for tickets and info on everything. And I mean everything. Go to adamcarolla.com. Adam Carolla.